Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, August 21st, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America, reaction to Joe Biden's speech last night. It went about 25 minutes. He looked pretty strong, read the teleprompter in a energetic fashion. A lot of words for 25 minutes. So he wasn't befuddled. He wasn't doddering. He was um, commanding. I think that's a fair word. Um, the speech itself was all general, except for one newsmaker. And that is if elected President Joe Biden says there will be a, quote, national mandate to wear a mask. Well, what exactly does that mean? If I come out of my house and I don't have a mask on, am I arrested? Am I fined? What? And he doesn't explain it. The rest of it was basically uh, stuff like, um, the former vice president wants to be an ally of the light, not the darkness. President Trump is the darkness. Joe Biden will represent all the people, even those who vote against him. He wants to win the soul of America. You know, this kind of stuff that I don't know why politicians do it. I don't know who is impressed by it. Um, he blames uh, Joe Biden does the uh, pandemic on President Trump. Uh, even though the record shows that the uh, former vice president criticized the uh, flight stopping from China in January uh, and de-emphasized the uh, danger of the virus up until April. So, um, you know, it's all politics. There was one moment in the speech where Joe Biden listed the four threats that he says against America— uh, first one was COVID, second, bad economy, that stems from COVID, uh, third, racial injustice, fourth, climate change. And Joe Biden says he will uh, solve those problems. But as vice president under uh, Barack Obama, the economy was, um, let's say, sluggish. All right, racial justice obviously didn't improve. Climate change is debatable. I don't know what you can do about it. Um, the Democrats want to ruin the fossil fuel industry and all that, but that's for another time. All in all, I thought it was a mediocre speech. It's not going to persuade anybody to vote for Joe Biden, but he did deliver it in an authoritative way. I hope that's a fair analysis. Coming up, listeners sound off about America. Right back. As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners, sound off. We do this every Friday. You can reach me, bill at billoreilly.com. Bill at billoreilly.com. Let's begin with Nancy in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Nice town. Michelle Obama said, all of the chaos is caused by Donald Trump, and it will go away when Joe Biden is elected. So she apparently admits that the Democrats are holding the country hostage until they elect Biden. There's something to that, Nancy. The Democrats don't want to solve any immediate problems. They want the COVID thing to be chaotic. They want the economy to continue to flounder. There's something to that. But in the end, 
Americans can see through political maneuverings. So I'm not so worried about that. November is going to come up real fast. James in Patchogue, New York, out on Long Island. With this mail-in voting situation, what would happen if it took, say, a month to count all the votes? Who would lead the country? Well, President Trump leads the country until Inauguration Day in January. And there will be chaos in mail-in voting. There always is. So you're going to hear every vote has to count. The same stuff you heard with the Bush-Gore controversy. If it extends, the election extends, and there's no clear winner, into December, then the Supreme Court will make the decision again. And that's what will happen. So a lot of people saying, well, you know, all this mail-in chaos and voting and all that could delay the election. That's true. But there's going to be a deadline. And then the Supremes will step in, as they did in Florida. Virginia is in New Baltimore, Michigan. Hey, Bill, is it true that the Speaker of the House acts as president if mail-in ballots haven't all been counted by Inauguration Day? Number one, Virginia, that's going to be impossible. And number two, the Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency. The president is first, the vice president, and then the Speaker of the House which you saw in the Nixon administration. Nixon resigned and Gerald Ford took over. Brian Zeck, Dallas, Texas. Bill, can you please help? If our country was designed for rule by the majority, how is it so many aspects of our lives are driven by the minority? Is it from fear of legal repercussions? No, 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 no. The majority still rules, Brian, but the elections, the presidential elections, take place every four years. So House is every two years, Senate every six years, President every four years. The people still decide. The majority still decides. But while elected people are in there, they can do a lot of good or a lot of damage because they have the power. So our republic is still run by we the people. But the damage the politicians can do is enormous. And with the media backing the Democratic Party right now, the system is not fair, if that's what you're getting at. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually putting it together. We would like everyone to go to BillOReilly.com and participate in our Stand Up For Your Country campaign. In a moment, something you might not know. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Recent polls show more than half of American families refuse to travel this summer to try to avoid COVID. Instead, folks are enjoying the warm weather in their backyards, nearby parks, or local beaches. But beware, there could be a deadly predator hiding behind a rock, under a shed, even in your kitchen. Believe it or not, the USA is home to some of the deadliest snakes in the world. The most dangerous species is the diamondback rattlesnake found throughout the south, mostly in the southwest. If bitten and untreated, the mortality rate for humans is more than 30%. 37,000 people are treated for snake bites in America each year. Next up, 
ticks. The tiny critters are responsible for 45,000 cases of Lyme disease every year. Experts say folks should do a full body check every time they go for a hike in the woods or hit the bike trail. The pests have been known to drop on victims from tree branches. Deer carry the nasty ticks. Most folks encounter the next deadly insect on a daily basis, bees. More than 60 people die each year from wasps, yellow jackets, hornets. Millions more are stung throughout the summer months. The bugs are attracted to sugar, so keep the snacks and the drinks covered, especially if you're allergic to the bees. That can cause a big problem. If you're heading to the beach, watch out for sharks. Now, this is overblown, but 40 people are attacked every year in the USA by sharks, most of them in Florida, on vacation. This summer, some sharks are having fun off the coast of Long Island, where I live. But I'm a macho guy, and I say bring it on. Now, the planet's deadliest creature for human beings is much smaller than a shark and something most of us will deal with dozens of times this summer, the mosquito. Scientists say more than one million people a year die from diseases transmitted by mosquitoes. So it's a good thing to have a healthy fear of snakes and sharks while enjoying nature, but you'll be much better off with a can of bug spray. Back after this. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.